Good evening, everybody. This is the second episode of what was formerly known as Under the Influence, and it is now Kiki with Kian, aka Kiki, for my friends that know me. Uh, in the background is one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite artists, Miss Nina Simone. It's a song called Baltimore, and it's very reggae beatish. So let's listen to a couple more verses. Sing it, Nina. It's a great song, everybody. I wish I can just play the whole thing, but I'm going to just lose track of our business today, which is the Kiki Together. So, um, yeah, so first order of business is the name change. So originally I wanted to name my podcast The Socialites because I think I'm a great socialite, you know. Um, I like to go out. I like to be out in a mix and about with my friends, solo, alone. I like to travel out of the country at least once a year and do a domestic trip once a year. I like to go to events. I'm part of social clubs. When I lived in Philly, when I was in college, after college, and now living in the D.C. area, um, it's just fun. You know, I don't have any children, fortunately. I'm blessed to be employed. I have a college degree, about to go back to school to get my master's. So, you know, I like to be in the known in the mix. But then I said, mm, the socialite doesn't seem like a good name for the podcast. And I thought under the influence, because as I spoke to y'all last night, we're all under the influence of something. You know, people are under the influence of bad advice that they've gotten from peers and loved ones or the under the influence of drugs or alcohol, under the influence of the church or their religion, under the influence of their parents. You know, those women that are locked away in R. Kelly's house, they're under the influence of R. Kelly. So everyone's under something. So I thought like, mm, that's good too. But then the past few weeks, my friends, Daniela, Cynthia, and Tanya, they've always said, you know, oh, we love kiki with Kian or Kiki with Kiki. And I thought, mm, that's a good thing. And also, when I try to upload my podcast, it didn't work. So I'm like, wow, I really like poured out my heart last night. I thought it was a good episode. I got a lot of great feedback. Uh, my sisters, Blaze and Kiana, you know, they loved it. My sister, Kiara, shout out to Kiara in Florida. You know, she loved it. My friends Liz, my friends Catherine, Tasia, they loved it. So um, I saw that uh, my former roommate, my homie Dallas, you know, he retweeted the link to my podcast on Twitter. So I got to give y'all shout outs for that. You know, you guys, you guys have been supportive. You guys been like hyping me up all day. I feel really good about last night. But yeah, it wouldn't upload, it wouldn't share or anything. Nothing was working. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? So, you know, I felt what my grandmother says, not something, it's the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit told me, you know what, Ken, you need to make some changes real quick. So I changed the description. I changed the photo. And I also decided to change the name of the podcast. And once I did this, my podcast got uploaded to other platforms. Um, as of the beginning of this podcast, I've had 28 people listen to the first episode of 
formerly under the influence and from now on will be known as Kiki with Ken. So that's the name change. So um, like last night, I am drinking this Tanqueray vodka. I bought two bottles. I'm almost done with the first one. I'm not an alcoholic, but I like to drink. So I mixed it with the sparkling water with uh, ginger juice lime juice and a lemon so if i had gotten some mint it would have been a lot better i get it from trader joe's so i have that i'm definitely going to get another drink while i'm recording this podcast i just don't know if i'm gonna switch the red wine or another glass of this tanqueray but I'm, i'm going to be drinking guys so if i start slurring my words and acting crazy yes kian is drunk but he does not have a drinking problem And that was confirmed by the doctor today who says my liver is still good. Um, (laughs) So um, today I went to the doctors, you know, as a young man who's approaching 30. I'm actually excited about being 30. You know, my 20s was a fun decade. You know, I was in my first relationship which didn't last long. And it was with someone who was crazy and they definitely had a island um mentality uh to all my caribbean people you know what i mean uh i'm not gonna call out his country because i don't want none of his countrymen getting mad at me so but yeah i was uh i started my first relationships while i was in college actually my very last year of college when i was 23 i was in my first relationship um it was this that K dad I graduated from college I studied abroad um I moved to DC by myself I moved to France by myself um I met some great people um I lost some great people it was just a decade that you know I still have a year and a half but it's been very educational and I'm going to miss my 20s but I'm excited about my 30s uh, I feel like it's going to be the decade where my student loans will definitely be paid off by then, God willing. I'll buy my first piece of property, God willing. Hell, I may do it within the next 12 months, who knows. Um, Hopefully get my driver's license. Yes, guys, I don't have a driver's license. I've always lived in major cities, so I never really needed to uh, get one. But I'm definitely going to get one before I turn 30. That is like a mission of mine. Um... But yeah, I went to the doctors. I tried to go more often. There was a point I didn't go to the doctors for years. And I got tested for everything. Um, My liver, immune system, um, if there was any antibodies or any type of deficiencies I had. Uh, The only thing is my blood pressure is high. I'm on meds for that. I did gain a lot of weight the past couple years uh, based on poor choices. And I was under the influence of being stupid. I was also drinking a lot, too. I still drink, but I know how to mix my drinks now. Also, I have a vitamin D deficiency. Um, I don't get enough sun. And I guess I don't see enough men. So that's two things, (laughs) you know. But when the summertime comes... Both of those things will be back in surplus. I always have a staple in the summer. In the wintertime, I like to keep it down to one or two stallions. And that's just because I be tired and busy. I like to read. And, you know, I spend the holidays with loved ones in the wintertime. And, you know, I'm preparing and trying to get my, you know, my year together planned. But when the summertime comes, that's when I execute, you know, my dates, my thoughtery and all of that other stuff. And... Um, my cholesterol, you know, is okay. I need to lose some weight, but that's fine. He said it's good. Uh, my liver is th- is good. My white T cells, my immune system is good. So I'm um, I'm blessed. Um, and I'm going back on prep. I'm going to get tested again within the next week or so. Um, they're going to test me for you know HIV syphilis gonorrhea chlamydia i was on prep for about six months i didn't go back on it because my insurance changed and for me to get tested at the place that was prescribing it 
they were charging me $219. And I had to do this every three months. So that comes up to $876. And I was just not paying that much money to get tested in a year, in addition to my doctor's appointments and my co-pays there. So my doctor is having me get tested. And then after that, he's going to test me. So hopefully that'll be covered in my co-pay and everything. So that's pretty much what happened today. But I just wanted to come back to you guys, give you some updates. And I want to kiki with y'all. So let the kiki begin. So Today, we're going to talk about being a hoe. I kind of hinted at the whole thing when I said I had a vitamin D deficiency. Um, It's true. I don't like leaving the house when it's really hot. Uh, I feel like my hair gets itchy. Uh, I just don't like the heat. And I live in D.C., so if you're familiar with D.C. weather in the summer, it is unbearable. It is horrible. I don't see how people can be construction workers, cops, firemen, all of you guys, all of you people, I'm proud of y'all. You know, you have my respect because I could not do it. The heat being outside in the summertime in Washington, D.C. is worse. You know, Cuba, the humidity was horrible, but I'd rather be in Cuba in the summertime than in Washington, D.C., well, Cuba do got, I mean, Cuba doesn't really have air conditioning like that, but DC, if I was outside, I'd rather be outside in Cuba than outside in DC. Like it is bad y'all. But, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, being a hoe. So I was talking to my friends a few weeks ago and we were talking about whoredom, holdom, what used to be a thought, uh, who used to be a thought, who's still a thought and everything. So when I first went to college, I was just, I'm not going to say I was innocent, but I was definitely, you know, like, okay, very judgmental of people. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, they slept with more than five people. They're such a slut. They're a whore da, 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 and everything. And then I started hanging around some people that were some hoes but they were the realest and nicest people i've ever met in my life and some of them became really good friends of mine i'm not gonna say their names but they became some really good friends of mine and they're very honest and the one thing i respected about them and this is something i never saw before was they admit that you know what i get around i sleep with people so what and it's like wow they can respect themselves And when I say respect themselves, I mean, like, they admit to what they do. You know, they're not necessarily saying, oh, I'm a thot, I'm a hoe, I'm a bitch or whatever, or I'm a nigga. They're just saying, hey, you know what? I like sex. I'm a sexually active person. And if that makes me a hoe, so be it. And I'm thinking to myself, first, I thought it was crazy. Who will admit to that? But as I got older, I'm like, okay, if someone's not attacking you for being a hoe, they're going to attack you for being overweight. If they don't attack you for being overweight, they're going to attack you for not going to the right college or growing up in a, you know, not so good area or not being able to know how to drive. Like me, I still don't know how to drive really. Um, If you don't wear certain clothes and, you know, a lot of people wear a rainbow, but they like to talk about people. But I'm going to leave that alone. Um, and easy pickings, eternity fashions, Mandy's. I could continue. Um, City Blue, Foreman Mills. Those people that shop there talk about people. So I'm like, well, damn, you know what? Then it's being called a hoe is not the worst thing in the world. And I'm not going to say I went out there and decided to be a hoe. But it was just like, okay, you know what? I got older. You know, I flirted with people more. I have a nice figure, you know. I gained some weight, but I'm still cute. I still have a nice figure, but my figure used to be, like, bad, like, yes. And I'm all natural. Um, I know even men are getting, like, crazy things done to their bodies. I have student loan debt, so I don't got money for that, y'all. And 
I'm like, okay, you know what? You know what? I shouldn't be scared. You know, someone's going to say, oh, you a hoe because you slept with the person you flirted with at the club. It's like, yes, because they were sexy and they wanted it. So I gave it to them. I protected myself. That's the most important thing. But yeah, that, that, that was the case. And then, you know, what happened more. My body count went up. And you know what? To this day, I'm not ashamed. I wouldn't put my body count out there for people. But, you know, it. it it's it's nothing wrong with calling yourself, you know, a a promiscuous person or you like to have sex. You know what? I call myself a hoe, but you better not call me one, you know? So it's like women be calling themselves bitch and saying, yes, bitch. But if a man calls them a bitch or someone else, someone else calls them a bitch, they're not going to be happy with that. I just feel that way. I'm like, look, I have the right to call myself anything I want, but you don't know me to be calling me a hoe unless I did something disrespectful, like sleep with someone's significant other, which I would never do on purpose. So I'm like, okay, it's it's nothing wrong with being called that. And then we were talking about the Amber Rose slut walk and is it necessary? I still don't really understand her slut walk at all. I do know the original slut walk, which is based off like an incident, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. You know, email me at kclorbird at iCloud.com if I'm getting any of this wrong. But a young lady was sexually assaulted and either the defense or spectators were saying the way she was dressed she deserved it and you know that someone came up with the concept of a slut walk where these women were like oh well basically they're just like you know taunting the person that said that so but then amber rose heard about it and she was like well people always call me a slut so i'm gonna show them how me and sixteen thousand other sluts are going to march down the streets of LA rather than doing something productive we're just going to do a slut walk and people are taking it serious you know they have celebrities going out there radio stations covering it you know Amber Rose is a finesse queen I wouldn't be surprised if Kris Jenner is secretly her manager because that is a finesse queen herself and it's just when people take charge of their sexuality and their sex lives and you know without with disregard to what society perceives them I do admire that I may not agree with it all the time because even I have my levels and I think I'm a very understanding person and I'm also a very sexually active person myself but it's like I, I I don't know, but I do res- I do respect people. You know, if you want to go out there and have do bukkake parties and be the center of attention, um, or you know have orgy stuff that I've never done, I don't think I can do it. But if you want to do it, I respect you. You know, just be about it. As long as everyone is of age and it's consensual, it is what it is. Shit, I might vicariously live through you because who knows, I may be too scared to do it, but I still want to see how it's done, you know? And I'm too much of a of a punk to be a voyeur. I, I don't know if I'm about that life, you know? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll see a tape or something, but actually being in a room and seeing that and I don't know how people take care of themselves. So that's another reason why I can't be with multiple people at the same time. To me, it's nasty, but hey, let your freak flag fly. So th- th- that's that's the whole thing about, you know, the whole whole part. And then also the me going on prep, you know, that's a safeguard for me because of my sexuality and also and not just my sexuality as far as my sexual activity, but also there is a stigma with the LGBT Q I A J K elemental P it's so many letters now I really don't know I've always known it to be LGBT um I could understand LGBTQ because you know people are more fluid which you know I really am very familiar about that concept but then I started seeing other letters I didn't recognize but our community broader community are always being targeted or rather we're being preached to about 
STDs. We're carriers. I mean, we I can't even donate blood ever. Um, so I was like, wow, for years I was really scared to get tested. I had sex in high school a few times, always with one person though. And because I didn't get tested and I was underage, I for a long time didn't use condoms. I didn't, I'll be very honest. And I mean, I thank God that this person never, you know, transferred anything to me. You know, they've always told me I was their only partner as well. We were young. We were like 15, 16. And I just always thought like, okay, well, they talk so much about gay sex, gay activity and HIV connection to the gay community for years. I just never got tested. I remember one time I was in health class and I they were talking about HIV and I remember I just started crying cuz I thought, "Oh my gosh, what happened if I have it? I am out here sexually active." Like I used to cry, my anxiety and everything and because I was in the closet, you know, I already don't have a loving relationship with my parents. So me coming out to them at that age would have made things way worse than it already was. And I don't know how it could be any worse, but I'm pretty sure it would have gotten worse. So I had no one to talk to. You know, I do envy these younger kids that are coming out now where it's like, oh, you know, their parents are like more accepting. You know, some people are having coming out parties and, you know, they just live their lives where when I was younger, even in high school, before 2008 and everything, it was just like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. It wasn't, it wasn't as big. Um, even in my high school, there were gay kids, but it was usually like very butch women or very feminine men. And I could be, I could, I have extra moments where, you know, somebody might say, oh, I'm feminine um, or whatever. But I, I personally don't think I am, you know, uh, I'm a man. However, and when I say I'm a man, I'm a man who I identify as a man. I wear traditionally men clothing. They might be tight around my butt, but I have a big bum, so I can't help that. But yeah, it's it was it was really scary to be out and me buying condoms was basically like me scared like someone's going to find out I'm having sex so who am I having sex with what's their name was what's the girl's name well it's not a girl it's a guy I'm not the best liar at that time so I'm I just never did it and I did not get tested guys until I was 24 years old and by that point I had been sexually active for about eight nine years so Every time I get tested now, it's still like very scary to me, but it's also a big relief because I'm like, thank God that, you know, society is more open now, that I'm more comfortable with myself. Um, Not only me, you know, accepting who I am, but also, you know, me accepting to be, be a hoe. Like, you know what? Yeah, I wear, I use condoms. So what? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm getting tested because I get around. So what? That's what the fucking resource is here for. So I'm not upset about that. I'm, I'm not upset. I'm not scared. It's really like enlightened me to, you know, just take control of my life because me not knowing and me not getting tested was scaring the heck out of me. And it actually contributed to me gaining about 50 pounds. So, um, I'm excited now that I've been getting tested often. Um, I don't like how much I was paying the $219 every quarter to get tested to stay on prep. But fortunately, my doctor will be able to prescribe me. So, I'm excited about that, getting tested. And... I could continue with me being grown, you know, me going on dates, some sexual, some non-sexual, but I have the option, the choice. And if I do decide to sleep with them, I feel a lot comfortable if I decide to do so. So, yeah, that that's pretty much my take on the whole whole thing. But I just want to know 
are people still scared of being called a hoe? Because I'm not. Most of my friends aren't. And I don't see the effect that it has on people now than it used to. And I'm including men and women. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because you're t- you're taking ownership of, you know, your your actions, you know, the way you live. If you're responsible, that's great. But then it's like, okay, it's the whole moral thing. Like, are you just out here to sleep with everybody because you can, you want to? I used to have a mission to sleep with someone from every continent. And I'm down three, I believe. And I'm saying I believe because I don't know if we're going to count the Caribbean as part of South America or we're going to keep it its own way, like its own region. I I don't know. I know. And I don't even know which plate it's on. See, I haven't been in geography class in a long time, y'all. So I don't even know anymore. But yeah, that used to be my mission. Is it still my mission? No, it's not a mission. But if it happens, it happens. But yeah, it's like. Do you not have any morals anymore if you decide to do that? So I I don't know. I don't know. But I just, that is a good question. What y'all think about that? Send me y'all comments, kclorbird at iCloud.com. I want to know what you guys think. People owning their sexuality and not being scared of being called a hoe or labeled a hoe anymore. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? If it's a bad thing, tell me why. If it's a good thing, tell me why. Because I really want to know. I personally don't think it's a bad thing. But I can see why someone who think it's a bad thing think it is. You know, they can say, oh, well, you know what? You're just out here walling out. You don't care. You have no connection to anybody. You're damaging yourself. You have like no emotions. And it's like, okay, you're real Freudian about it. And then, you know, people like to always dissect, dissect people, excuse me, dissect is basically cut you in half. Um, dissect people's psyche. So it's like, okay, are these people like lost? Do they need help? Were they traumatized from childhood or from like an event? And they're, 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 young adulthood where they're just wilding out their libidos out or are they just out here out here because they just like to have sex i don't know but i want you guys to tell me what you think about that it yeah i don't know but um if you're out here having sex just use your protection i highly encourage people that go out and about and when i say go out and about thoughting about, hoeing about, whatever you want to call it, like I do, go on prep. You know, 40 million people have died from AIDS and HIV. And not even just that, story time. So, I heard a story last year. This man cheated on his wife, gave her syphilis. I don't know these people. Don't ask me who they are. I don't know how long ago it was. I was relayed this story. Okay. The man cheated on his wife, gave her syphilis. He found out about it. I don't know when, but he got tested for it. He didn't want to get he didn't want to get caught. So he never told his wife that he had syphilis and potentially exposed her to it. Years go by, this woman her psyche changes. And if anybody knows about syphilis, I believe it's Territory, T-E-R-I-T-E-T-E-R-I-T-E-R-Y, syphilis. That's when the syphilis has progressed so badly that it's gotten into your brain. And when syphilis spreads to your brain, it's over. Like, you're dead. Um, It can't be treated. It can't be cured. So, this woman went insane. And she probably didn't know why. And she died. The man that she loved killed her, basically, because he was having affairs and he did not want to get caught. So he gave his wife syphilis and never told her. So even if you go on prep, you guys, and I really hope that, you know, you guys still use condoms. 
uh, when you go on PrEP, don't just think about the, the big HIV, you know, dragon. There's also syphilis, which it killed this woman. Uh, chlamydia, gonorrhea. If that stuff is in your body for an extended period of time, it could make you infertile. And even for those of you that don't want to have kids, you still don't want that living in you, especially if it's something which is fortunately could be treated and taken care of within a week or two. Just everybody just get tested. Our lives are invaluable. And when I say invaluable, maybe that's not the word I want to use. It's priceless. Is priceless. Um, and your peace of mind is priceless. You don't want to end up like me who was scared of taking an HIV test for eight to nine years, who gained 50 pounds, who every time the topic of AIDS, HIV came up, I broke down. I was crying and everything. And, you know, it, 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 I wasn't educated. I was just scared. So I'm talking to you guys. For you guys that are that know this already maybe someone told you or you just think like hey this is this makes sense to me i'm glad it doesn't for those of you who were who are in the shoes that i was in i'm telling you the day you get tested and you get those results god forbid it's not what you want to hear you'll feel better knowing it and god willing for those of you who are negative of all diseases it's like a thousand pounds been lift it off of you and once you do that i want you to pour this tangeray with the sparkling water some ginger juice and some lime juice and i want you to make a drink and say yes kian told me so kiki kiki told me what to do kiki told me there would be days like this and days like this when i would feel a lot better about myself because trust me that anxiety monster and that not knowing it's really scary, y'all. It really is. So, and you don't want to be these nasty ass people out here that thinks, oh, well, I've caught uh, gonorrhea, syphilis. It's nothing. You know, you get tested. That is still nasty. Now, see, those are the motherfuckers I got a problem with. You could be a thought and a hoe and all this other stuff. I'm cool with that. But once you out here and you knowingly have STDs and you spread it or you brag about having it and be like, oh, it ain't nothing. It's like, what type of person are you? At that point, you might want to calm down. You might want to change your practices. You might want to see what's going on, you know, especially if it's like, wow, I've caught syphilis two times. Who am I messing with? What am what is happening to me? Am I using protection? Am I using the right condoms? Am I going after the right people? Am I getting treated or tested regularly? Like, what is going on with me for me to be getting syphilis two times, three times? And trick I don't know if it's trichomosis, trichomoniasis, trichotomy, you know, trick daddy. I don't know what is it, what it's called, but that other disease... Um, I don't know. It's it's so many of them out here, y'all. You know, we only focus on four, it seemed like. But there's a lot of STIs and STDs we got to be careful about. And if you want to be a hoe and a thought and all of that other stuff, you always got to make sure that you clean, your partner's clean. And after y'all do the deed, both of y'all are good. Now, whatever they do, you need to make it your business so you know they're not giving it to you and whoever you're sleeping with. If you're going to sleep with multiple people at the same time or in the same period, in my opinion, you're responsible for those two people and yourself. That's that's just how it is. And if you can take a pill once a day that's going to prevent from you getting HIV, if they have been a pill that's going to do the same thing for syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, the T word, um, whatever other stuff they got out here, do it. Do it. Your lives are important and they're priceless. You know what? Even deadbeat trash ass niggas and women, their lives are. Well, maybe it's not priceless, but it's it, it's worth something, you know, to somebody loves them. So, yeah, everyone, please, you just got to be careful with it. You do. You do. You do. Hold on, y'all. My mouth is getting dry. It's time for another sip. But 
I love being single. I love having my fun, but I always make sure that, and I tell the my stable this all the time, I'm going to make sure we good. I'm going to make sure that when you lie with me, you're good. I'm going to make sure I'm going to take care of you and not just in the bedroom, but I'm going to make sure that, you know what, you're comfortable around me. You know, I'm your friend. I'm your lover. You know what, if I'm dating you, I'm your partner. And I'm also going to make sure that I'm never going to hurt you. You know, as long as you don't hurt me, I would never hurt you. And what falls under never hurting someone is giving them an STD or STI. So... Everyone, please be careful out here. You know, when you lie with people, you're lying with everyone that they're with. You know, your spirits become attached with one another. So you don't want to put off any bad or negative energy or bad or negative entities. And that's either that's STDs, STIs, uh, spirits, all of that. You just want to make sure that it's all good. Everything is safe. Everything is mutually beneficial. And when I say mutually beneficial, that means they get off and you got off, you know, because I'm not one sided. If I'm putting in all this work, then I better get rewarded. And I don't want any surprises or or tricks two or three weeks or months down the line. Protect yourselves or you wreck yourself. Trust me. Mm mm. People are nasty out here. People are nasty. I got another story to tell y'all. So I was visiting one of my best friends. Love this girl to death. She lives in Delaware. She is bored, y'all. She's trying to get out. Delaware, you a cold state and all, but if you if you a socialite like my friend and I are, yeah, y'all y'all need a little bit more things to do. It's all these nice, wealthy people in Delaware. It's so nice. It's so pretty. My daddy lives in Delaware. Y'all a nice state, but it's just so boring down there. And then y'all love to party in the middle of nowhere. Y'all have lodges and uh, 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 halls and VFW posts in the middle of the forest. People got to drive there and then drive 20 miles home and they're drunk. And y'all know there's no streetlights or uh, highway lights in Delaware. But anyway, I was visiting her. This was about four years ago. And at the time, I was messing with someone that does two for 20 ponytails. That's the story I would tell you guys later. And this man approached me. So, you know, he's not bad looking and he's tall. And I like tall, skinny. I like skinny. So I'm like, okay, not bad looking, older. I would think for cat daddies. So I'm like, okay, you know, they cute. We're flirting. We're on a Amtrak train. So it's the train, y'all. It's not like it's the bus. So I'm like, okay, we on the, you know, we on the uh, Amtrak train. We're talking on our way back to Philly or whatever. So he's like, oh, do I know you? I feel like I've seen you before. And I told y'all I'm a socialite. So I'm like, oh, where? Then he said some club I've never been to. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I have. I went to a, sh- uh, when Shampoo was open in Philly, I went to a phone party with three of my friends. But he wasn't at that party because he said some other type of night. And I know I didn't go to this night. It was b- like some BDSM type thing. I'm not into that, you know. Yeah, you're not going to hit me with chains and whips and belts shoot i had enough of that in my childhood so he um i said no but you know we're talking we're flirting and everything so it's about an hour train ride we had it was a local train so we made a bunch of stops so we start talking nasty to each other so i'm like oh okay whatever and you know what he wanted to have sex with me I was just telling y'all I get around like you know well let me not say I get around but I'm open to you know a one night stand if they're cute or you know even if they're like oh you we could have sex the first time but then you know we'll go on dates and stuff because I've done that with a couple people so I'm like okay whatever that's cool so I, I I was talking to them, so I was, I'm going to be honest, I was interested. I'm like, okay, you're my type, you're cute, you know, we feeling each other, we vibing, whatever. 
And then he starts saying certain things. I'm not going to get too graphic. But basically, these things don't involve condoms. And I'm like, oh, hell no. My ass was just crying in a HIV testing mobile unit like three months earlier. Because I thought, oh, my gosh, what happened if I got it? It was my first time I got tested. So I'm like, I'm not going back to that. So I'm like, oh, hell no. Plus, I don't know this man. So that was a turnoff right there. So I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no, like, uh, no glove, no love. And he's going to say... No come, no fun. A motherfucker only got to tell me one time who they are or hit me, and I'm done. I deaded that shit so quick, y'all. Like, that conversation was more dead than George Washington. I was like, oh, hell no. He got me fucked up. I'm like, who would say something like that? We don't know each other. And not only was I thinking, oh, I'm scared, you know. He has something. It's like, or you know, that he's willing to do this. I was more bothered that it's like, you just met me and you're willing to sleep with someone you don't know without a condom. And based on that comment he made, it's like he does this often. So I'm like, nah, nah, it's not for me, you know. And I don't sleep with everyone I think is attractive. If that was the case, I would have been with more men did uh Japanese geisha in US occupied Japan 1945 to 1951 mm I I'm not doing that I I refuse so you got everyone be careful who you lay with if someone tells you give you warning signs about who they are just did it there's always another person that's down the thought and hole with you somewhere else and I think three days later, I just called up one of my people in my stable and I just hooked up with them because it was it was a couple of days. And I was also talking to this person that was doing two for twenty dollar haircuts. Another story time. I like telling y'all stories because we kiki right now and I got my drink. So I was interested in the Amtrak man because. I was talking to someone who do two for $20 haircuts or ponytails. So right before I graduated from college, me and one of my best friends who lives in Miami now, I'm actually going to visit her in a couple months. Um, We went to, we were going to Atlantic City, but the night before that, she was like, oh, you know, let's go to this club in Philly. It's a gay club. Um, but we had connections and hookups where we could get in for free. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I was about to go to bed at night. It was a Wednesday night, but it was like our last semester of college. Um, my internship was only on Wednesdays and Fridays. This was like a Wednesday night and I wasn't going to my internship that Friday because I was going to Atlantic City with her and I was only taking two classes a week and my classes were Monday nights and Thursday nights. So I was good. So... I met two different guys that night. The first guy, you know, when Ken's drunk or was drunk, I don't do this anymore. I used to like to smoke cigarettes. And I was drinking. I got a cigarette. And this guy snatched it out of my mouth. So I'm like, wait a minute, what? And he walks away. So I'm like, what the hell was that? So then... This other guy comes up and he gives me a cigarette and lights it for me. And I just thought that and the way he did it was smooth. It wasn't just like, oh, it was just like he slid right in and he just put it in my mouth and then lit up the. Th- and I'm like, OK, who's this bold ass man? Like it was kind of it was cute. It was like very, you know, James Noir ish, <laughs> James Noir copyright. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, thank you. And he was like, yeah, you know, I got you. And, you know, we flirting and everything. So he says, oh, what's your... He like, oh, we start talking. He asked to see my social media. Then he takes my phone, you know, whatever. So I think he's going to scroll down my Instagram or whatever. He puts his number in my phone. He said, you better use it. 
So I'm like, oh, okay, I might call you later. So he, like, chuckles or whatever. He says something else. And he walked away. And I'm like, oh, he's real smooth. Then some other bitch comes up to me and, like, just snatches my phone and enters it. And I'm just like, what? And the guy didn't look bad. So I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, Long story short... The second guy that snatched my phone was someone I had hooked up with a year and a half before, but I forgot about him until I saw him a couple days later. We went on some whack-ass fake date, and I saw his tattoo, and I'm like, wait a minute, and his name, he told me his name, and I'm like, I know somebody with that name, and they go by that nickname. Then I saw his tattoo, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I slept with this man January 1st, 2013. Goodness gracious. I met him at one of my friends' party. Then I, the other guy, I talked to him, and, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, you shorty from the other night. And, you know, we talk or whatever. He was cool. And then, you know, we hung out a couple times. We started hooking up, and he started acting really weird. So it was just like he was one of those relationships where it was like, Oh, I'll hit him up when it's convenient and vice versa. But towards the end of that year, after a few months of us like talking or whatever, he started getting real serious and intense. But then right around the holidays, he like cut off like communication. Like I didn't hear from him for weeks. So I was like, well, fuck it. Like, okay, well, you know, I try to be open to possibly building something with this person and then that's when Amtrak guy happened and I was like oh you know what I might let him hit because I haven't heard from this other fool and then that didn't work out because that man was nasty then the guy hits me up again a few weeks later and I'm like I don't know if I want to deal with you you're kind of trash you dead at me you know he gave me some excuses whatever so we started talking again it got real serious to the point where he was basically like my man like you know so he was like staying at my house a lot coming over we would like sleep together and not just sex sleep together but like actually like cuddle in a bed and I don't like cuddling when I'm asleep, I would queen size bed to myself and I just love rolling around and having the space. But I would cuddle with this guy and he was cool, but he started getting too comfortable around me to the point he started disrespecting me. So I'm a very private person. I don't like to introduce people to my friends until I know what's good. So I told my sister about him. And a couple of my friends about him. They didn't meet him, but they a couple of like two met him. But it was like an accident they met him. But you know, they went on his Instagram and they came with the nickname Two for Twenty Wigs. Um I'm not gonna put him out there, but trust me, the wigs are bad, y'all, like, the wigs are bad, the haircuts were bad, and I was just like, wow, like, this is crazy, and this man really thought he should have been on barbershop or something, or, um, uh, 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 one of those Bravo shows where they do people's hairs or Jersey Licious, I don't know, all I know is the hairstyles were horrible, like, it was like, lace front on top of another lace front um it was like platinum and burgundy mixed together uh he did a horrible jobs at blending uh invisible parts are his best friends uh he don't even gel down the wigs it's like the the the, the black hair it's like the kitchen is sticking out of the the wig uh the weave, I could tell the differentiation between their real hair and the fake hair. It was just horrible. Um, God bless him. I hope he's gotten better. Um, I hope those women whose hair he did, I hope they got therapy for the tragedy he put on their heads. It was bad. And, you know, I forgive myself for being stupid for messing with someone who looked like they do hair two weaves for $20. And to the point where, you know, I'm not messing with them. And I was talking to this man on the train who tried to get me to have unprotected sex with him. Now, what kind of mess is that? Child. But. I 
which means at the end of the day, I speak French. I speak three languages, English, French, and the truth. Um, Yeah, if you want to be a hoe and have fun, do it. Make sure you take the precautions. Always wear protection. If you feel like you need to go on prep like I do, especially if you in the 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 alphabet group, the LGBTQ, JK, Elemental P group, um, you know, just, just definitely do it. Definitely, you know, go on prep. Uh, there's a lot of resources out there to get it for affordable or even for free. Uh, talk to your doctor about testing you so you don't have to pay $876 a year to get tested because that's ridiculous. And, you know, you just always have that peace of mind to know that you're good, your partners are good, and that you're being sexually responsible. Because that's the most important thing that anyone can do. So, thank you guys for kikiing with me. I definitely made me another drink. Um, I just had to be slick about it. Um, if you have anything you want to talk about at the next kikiing just email me, kclorbird at iCloud.com. I do think I'm going to start interacting with people more, be more active on social media. My Twitter is Prince of PA. My Instagram and my Facebook is private. I do want to keep those private for a reason. I have a few people blocked and they're out of my life. Trust me, I would definitely have like a whole the fucked up genealogy of Kian, Kiki Clorbird, um, soon, but, uh, Twitter, definitely feel free to follow me, if you're my friend on, or my connection on LinkedIn, I also share this podcast on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram is private, but if you guys want to request me, you definitely can, it's FrenchPrince underscore PA, and you guys have a blessed night. Make yourself another drink. I know I will. Then I think I'm going to call it a night. I'm going to listen to some more Nina Simone. I might watch a black and white movie because I have a vitamin D deficiency. As the doctor confirmed today. So no one's coming over. I'm not going out. It's actually cold in D.C. So I think that's the best thing for me to do. But thank you guys again for listening. And I will definitely kiki with you guys next week. Y'all stay blessed and be good. Bye-bye.